Amen. And let's open our Bibles tonight to Proverbs chapter 1. We're continuing our studies in the book of wisdom. And uh, wisdom is the principal thing. It should be our top priority and the thing which we value the most. So if you value something the most, it will uh, take your time, your money, your thoughts, your emotions. It'll be your goal in life. And uh, tonight we want to talk about the beginning of knowledge. Uh, this has really changed my life way back. And uh, you can really relate and see how this principle applies to your life. You can also uh, be observant in how it has uh, affected others, either in a good or bad way. So let's look at Proverbs 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. The understanding of a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So look at verse 7. You ought to memorize that. It's very easy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Just for one more verse before we pray, turn to chapter 9 of Proverbs and verse 10. Chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So, Lord willing, we'll talk about uh, understanding later um, in detail. But tonight, we want to talk about this. What is the beginning of knowledge? Well, it tells us it's the fear of the Lord. And so, this is uh, crucial in uh, chronological order. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the study. Uh, we yield your spirit. We pray that he would direct us, lead and guide us, embolden us and empower us, that you would lead us as to what to say and how to say it, that you'd open uh, our hearts and, and enlighten us uh, to the wisdom of the kingdom and the truth, and that you'd give us ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the church, and that we could make wisdom uh, the principal thing, the most important thing, the most valuable thing in our life. Help us to know the parts of wisdom and the lack thereof, and help us to know the chronology and your divine order. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible tells us that all things should be done decently and in order. So the only way to be decent in God's sight is you have to know the chronological order. Uh, you have to know the precept, the foundation, you need to, like the Bible says, line upon line, precept upon precept. You cannot get things 
um, out of order. So in the book of uh, wisdom, we know once again, wisdom is the principal thing. And that word principle means number one in rank and in order. That's what it means, in order. So as far as you generalizing wisdom, the first thing in your life ought to be wisdom. That comes before all. Your personal life, your relationships, the managing of your money, uh, your health, uh, all these different aspects of life Wisdom is number one in rank and uh, in order. So we know that we've looked at the basic um, outline of Proverbs, but there's three types of people. So we know number one, simple. A simpleton is naive, ignorant, and gullible. He is easily duped, easily tricked, easily deceived he can be conned very very easily he believes the fake news he uh, can be taken advantage of why because he lacks skill for living he lacks knowledge so he's simple next type is the fool so the fool despises wisdom and instruction he hates to be corrected you know this is the fool uh, they, they can't take a correction. They cannot take someone telling them they're wrong. They get very upset. And they self-destruct. So the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And then we have the wise man. So the goal is to grow by the power of God, uh, the gift of God, from being simple to being wise or from being a fool to becoming a wise man. And so once you get this wisdom, it's skill for living, the ability, the wherewithal to make decisions. But then something begins to happen. Building will take place. So it says in Proverbs 14.1, A wise woman buildeth her own house. Why? She has wisdom. She knows how to build a house. But a foolish woman plucketh it down with her hand. Her own house. You know, isn't that weird? She, she goes out and rents a bulldozer and destroys her own, her own life. A wise woman, she knows how to build it. Now, if you look back, women, you know, you just have to be honest. Don't be foolish. What type of house have you built? What type of house are you building? You have to forgive yourself. Let the past go. Learn from the reproofs of life. Gain wisdom. Start building your house. And so when we build, uh, I've always used these illustrations. They're very helpful to me. In construction, for instance, a good example, you have to have the right materials the building materials, and then you have to get them in the right order. And so, you know, we always talk about you lay the foundation first. Well, what has to go into the foundation? You need the uh, moisture barrier under that. You need the black plastic. You need some rebar reinforcement in the cement. You may need plumbing in the cement. You need electrical, depending on the, 
the blueprints or the house plan, that goes first. Then what do you do? You frame the walls. Then what do you do? Put the roof on the walls. So if you don't have the materials, you're never going to build it right. But what if you get it in the wrong order? Uh, you know, when, one of my first jobs, I was an electric uh, I wouldn't call myself an apprentice, sort of, kind of. But I worked for uh, Bud Electric down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And back, has anybody ever heard of Eckerd Drugs? Drugs, I'm pretty old, but I think they're all went under or got bought out, or in our area. But uh, we're building a brand new, like a Walgreens, you know, it's that big old Eckerd drug. And we put in all the cash registers. We had all the conduit, everything. You know, it was all... Uh, blueprinted out and and then the architect after it was all done they were building the walls and everything the roof was on they realized they'd done the whole thing wrong and one of the worst things I hated is when I would go to work in the morning he said all right Jeff go down to the uh, rental store and rent a jackhammer you know like, <laughs> you know uh, tore the whole place up uh, cost them a lot of money. Um, what they they got in the wrong order and in the wrong place. So another example, uh, baking. You know, and I'm not a baker, but you have to get the right ingredients. You have to get them in the right order. It's pretty simple, but it's pretty deep. So you know, what if the uh, recipe called for two eggs? So let's say you get your uh, flour in there and baking soda a little pinch of salt and whatever some butter and a little sugar and you put it all in there then you stick it in the oven and you bake it then you pull it out and you crack two eggs on it and you hand it to your family uh, how what would they think of that it wouldn't be very appetizing that's the way a lot of people try to live they they leave out a major ingredient in their life or they get it in the wrong order of the wrong priority. So knowledge, you need three things. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. What is knowledge? It is the facts or the information. And when you study the word technically, it means what you're aware of. Knowledge is what you're aware of. And uh, I heard a professor saying that, that uh, every teacher, is the pew falling apart? <laughs> uh, the, uh, every, every professor knows that it's the most important thing is the assimilation, you, the transfer of the information from the teacher to the student so that that knowledge becomes a part of their life and who and what they are. So it's the facts and the information. Wisdom is how to apply the knowledge. So you could have all the knowledge in the world. If you don't know what to do with it, you lack wisdom. And so we'll look at this later on, Lord willing, but uh, God gave Lucifer wisdom. He was the wisest of all, but he didn't have any understanding. And we'll talk about that. So you need knowledge, the information. Then you need wisdom. What are you going to do with the knowledge? How will you use the knowledge? And then understanding 
is crucial because it is the relationship of the knowledge and the wisdom as it applies to God. A lot of people have a lot of horse, you know, they used to call it horse sense. A lot of people would say that guy has a lot of uh, street cred or, you know, I forget what it's called. You know, he's been on the street and some people say, hey, this isn't my first time around the block. And I don't know that could have a bad connotation. Or they may say, I didn't just fall off the wagon. What are they saying? I've lived a while. I've seen a lot of things. I have some knowledge. I have some experience. And they may have a form of wisdom. So remember, there's evil wisdom. And, and the Bible says Satan was, is subtle, very wily. And, but God wants to give us a godly subtlety, a godly type of uh, wisdom. And a lot of people lack all three. It's really sad. They don't have much knowledge. They have very little wisdom or the wrong kind of wisdom. Or if they get it for some reason, they never understand the relationship between knowledge and wisdom as it applies to God in his holiness. So what are the manifestations of this? As we mentioned in the uh, introduction, very little skill for living and they don't know how to build a life. So what do we see? A wasted life, an empty life, simple, foolish. Now, the word knowledge, it's uh, in detail. Let me give you the definition of that. It means the opposite of ignorance, obviously, because there's no longer a not knowing or not being informed or a lack of awareness. But now you have ascertained there's assimilated knowledge. You're aware of it. But the word means to be cunning. You know, when Jesus sent the disciples, he said, you be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. That's godly knowledge, godly wisdom, godly understanding. The word also means to be witty, very witty, to know, to be able to think on your feet. You know, these saying, he's a quick thinker. He's very witty. He can think on his feet. But also, it means to be observant, to observe, and then to recognize. So if you can open your understanding to be observant and use your God-given mentality, you can ascertain information, um, good information from God. So I want to emphasize this is more than what we would call human secular education. This is more than learning, uh, you know, nouns and names and your ABCs and one plus two equals four just saying if you're listening, things like that. It goes way beyond that. This is God's knowledge to make decisions that please Him, that please Him and keep us out of trouble. 
So it's kind of selfish. But not only that, it doesn't just keep us out of trouble. It, it brings the blessings of God um, on our life. But not just that. It's, it's not just like George Washington was the first president of the United States, whatever it is, that type of information. This is the facts about God. There is one true God. That one true God is eternal. He's beyond our limited uh, human finite understanding. He always was. He always will be. He's so powerful, he spoke something from nothing. And he is a holy God who hates sin. He cannot be in the presence of sin. He tempteth no man to sin. He cannot be tempted to sin. And at the great white throne, he will cast all sin and sinners from his presence. He is omnipotent, the almighty he is all-knowing. He is omniscient. And, praise the Lord, He is love. And that God has a will. And He made man in His image for a reason to do His will. And so, that man knows all this. He gains knowledge. And then he realizes, I have to do what that Almighty Creator made me to do. He has a will because I have to stand before Him at the judgment. So when you put all that together, that's what knowledge is all about. And when you, get, when you have the right starting point, then you can understand the characters of the Bible, the main stories of the Bible, then the doctrine of the Bible, and learn dispensationalism, things of that nature. Now, I ask you the question, why is it that so many people are educated, you know, in our system, and many people, they know the Bible characters. You know, you ask them, well, who was Daniel? Well, what happened to him? What happened to Jonah? What, you know, uh, just ask them some questions. They have a pretty general knowledge and you can even ask, what, what about this story? What about the Good Samaritan? Or just start asking them questions. They have a pretty good knowledge of the characters and the stories, but they have no true knowledge. Because by the way they live, it is manifested whether they have knowledge or not. And if you have knowledge, you're going to build for God. If you have knowledge, you're going to have a skill for um, living. And so don't confuse talent with uh, skill. Talent is basically God-given, comes natural. You still have to work on it to be excellent with the talent God gave you. But skill is earned, and you learn through experience. You have to be taught. These types of things. So, this is very important. Most people are born, live, and die either a simpleton or a fool. This is the reality of life. They lack awareness of who God is. Because once you become aware in the knowledge of God, 
it's going to change your whole life. And a lot of times we're too busy trying to tell people information. And for some reason, they never are able to ascertain the presence of God, that God exists, because if they did, it changed who and what they are and what they do. So if there's true knowledge, follow me. There's the chronology. There will have wisdom. True knowledge gives wisdom. If you get true wisdom, you will have understanding. You will know the relationship of the knowledge and the wisdom as it pertains to God. If you get understanding, this is going to give you skill for living. It's going to change your life, and you're going to start building for God. This is the chronology of what will happen. So we go back to the beginning. What is the main problem? Well, reverse engineer it. People aren't building for God. Most mothers don't care if their kids turn out right, if they serve the Lord when they grow up. They don't. Most people aren't afraid of uh, the Lord at the judgment. You know why? They're not building because their life wasn't changed because they don't have any skill, because they lack understanding, because they don't have any wisdom, because they don't have any knowledge. This is the chronology. So what is the principle for tonight's study? What precedes knowledge? The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. So if you don't fear God, you can read every book in the world. You can hear every Bible study. You can go to church every night. You can get all this knowledge you want to. You can have a, uh, like a photographic memory. You can speed read. You know, and I've known people like that. Well, one of our teachers in Bible college, it wasn't fair. He'd, he'd, this is the way he'd read. He'd go. I'm like, man, that's not fair. Then I'm over here going, dumb. But, but uh, and, he, and, and other people can just look at it, take a picture with their mind, and just memorize the whole thing. So, but a lot of people are highly intelligent. Some of the most intelligent people I've ever known, the most educated, had the most knowledge had no true knowledge and had no understanding and they didn't have any wisdom. So let's look at a couple of illustrations for this. What, is, what did James say? You're blessed when you're a doer of the work. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, right? So what does that mean? Hebrews says, when you hear the word, you have to mix it with faith. You have to not just hear it one ear out the other. You have to mix it with faith. And what is faith? It is believing that God is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you have faith and you hear something from the word, you're going to try to do what God told you to do. You believe it. You mix it with faith, you act upon it. 
So in the uh, parable of the sower of the seed in Matthew 13, when the sower went forth to sow the seed of the word of God, what happened at the first? Well, the devil stole the seed. The evil birds came in, and before it could even uh, be planted and take sprout and come to life, these evil, wicked birds did what? They stole it. You know, and, and I feel sorry for most teachers. Uh, you know, it's like, am I talking to hear myself talk? No, I'm, I'm talking to transfer knowledge. You know, I, I want somebody to hear it so it becomes a part of their life. And what happens to most people? They just hear the word. They don't do it. They come into church, hear the Bible, and I see it all the time. They're under heavy conviction. They're grabbing the back of the pews. God's convicting them, moving on them. They don't mix it with faith. They walk out worse than they came in because it's better to never hear it and not do it uh, than it is to hear it and not do it. So they don't mix it with faith. Now, this is exactly what happens with knowledge, wisdom, understanding, skill, building for God. If there is no fear of the Lord, the knowledge never is transferred. Now, they may think they know it. They may be able to quote it. I've known a lot of people who could quote chapters of the Bible. I mean chapters. They didn't know a thing, it was what it meant. Now, uh, like Brother Howes, Brother Roloff used to say, well, it's like a sieve. You know what a sieve is? A screen. Uh, the water, at least you pour it through there. Maybe nothing happens, but hopefully the water will get purified a little bit by just going through it. You're, you're better off at least put, getting it in your mind and uh, in your heart. But um, there was a lot of great converts at uh, Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises. Yeah, but, you know, we worked there. We dealt with these people um, head on, uh, personal, and uh, they would give testimonies. And I've told you this before. But a lot of them learned to give a testimony. It was not a testimony. It was a testimony. And they would brag about their life of sin and how wicked they were. And uh, they'd say, you know, uh, yeah, I was evil and uh, stabbed my grandma with a pair of scissors. And then I lit my dad's church on fire. This stuff really happened. And then uh, one guy put Clorox in his little brother's Kool-Aid every day of his life and literally fried his brain to where he was mentally debilitated for life I tell you all kinds of stories that happened and and I was a dope head and I was a prostitute and then I sold drugs and I was a street walker but then I got saved and let me quote you my life first you know John 1 12 but to as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even in them that believe on his name and we started uh, I would tell them I got some bad news for you you see that gate right out there? The devil's waiting. But he's not even at the gate. He's already, he's here. 
Look what you just did. All you did was give the devil all the, the credit. We called it a bragamony or a testifony. I'm not saying they're all like that. There was some really good ones. But I dealt with some of that. That's why you had some people four-time repeats. They would go, go out, do the same thing, come back, get in trouble with the law, come back over and over and over. Why? Because knowledge has to be preceded by the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge. So if you realize you were created by God, you are sustained by God, you are provided for by God, protected by God, but not only that, you're commanded by God. God tells you what to do, what not to do, and you will be judged by God. Once you become aware of that, your whole life changes. And then you'll have real knowledge and awareness. And it's the awareness that gives you wisdom on how to use the knowledge. And then you have the understanding of how wisdom and knowledge pertain to your relationship with God. It's the fear of the Lord. I've told you my testimony many times, uh, briefly. Someday I ought to tell my whole life story. It's pretty scary. But uh, when God was really working on us, uh, we had a drug den of a horrible place. And my... Uh, but God was working on all my, my roommate and all of our friends. You know, they'd come over there. And late at night, we'd read the Revelation. And, you know, we'd just start reading it. We'd go, what is this red dragon? This is scary. What is this stuff? What, you know, what is this? A, hundred, a talent hailstones falling on the earth and the water turning to blood. What is going on? And we'd just look at each other. And we'd say, we better get right. This is, we got to die and face God. I remember we'd all look. We were real wealthy. And uh, that's sarcasm. But uh, our, our dining room table was one of those uh, spools that electric uh, companies use where the highlights. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. And our, our end tables were cinder blocks. So we had cinder well, let's bring it back. To we had cinder blocks and a spool, and uh, the carpet was uh, camouflage, which was basically brown stains all over it and all kinds of stuff. But uh, the, you know, we just sit around. We need to get right, man. We're we're going to go to hell. We need to get right. This is this is fearful thing. And then this other guy, he'd go. We really need to repent. <laughs> Larry, Larry's there. And uh, don't don't do any of this, please. If you ever if you haven't ever done it, and the other guy go, man, we're we're gonna we're so in trouble right now. You know, man, we need to repent right now. And the other guy's packing his Marlboro red. You know, you know. Um, and uh, we knew this one guy, he was so messed up, he'd pull one out and he'd just stick it and he lit the filter and he smoked the whole thing. <laughs> so he's smoking the filter and uh, probably telling you too much info. But 
Um, all those people that we need to get, we, we know the Bible. We know we're going to die. We, they all knew Jesus died on the cross. So? That's why it says you have to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, and uh, thou shalt be saved. And this stuff was going on and going on and went on for months, months. And then finally, something happened, a miracle. And it was just an awareness. You know God's watching us right now? You know God is watching you? Do you know God knows what you're thinking right now? Do you know God knows what you're feeling right now? Do you know God knows what you spent your money on today and every tick of the clock and what you did with... God is watching you and knows everything about us and we've got to die and face God. And there's something about that that turns. And there's a verse in here that says, turn to God. And it says that when he offered his wisdom, they would not turn unto him, which is a type of uh, repentance. So we're, we're just getting started on this. There's a lot of principles about the fear of the Lord. What will the fear of the Lord give you in your life? And how do you get it? So I'll just give you one verse. We're, we're out of time. But let's look at uh, verse 28, Proverbs 1, 28. It says, Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated, there it is, knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is a choice. No, there's no excuse. You either choose to ignore God or you choose to fear God. And so right now tonight, all you've got to do is choose. I choose the fear of the Lord, that God's watching me. I've got to answer to him. I'm going to reap what I sow. You can't get away with anything. This is a fearful thing. You know, God knows what radio station you're going to put on when you leave. Uh-oh. God knows what, what's on there. God knows what your little disc is in your CD player, your little Spotify, your little podcast. He knows what's coming out of there. He already knows. He already knows. He knows your fantasies, your dreams, your, your aspirations. He knows every, your motives. You can't fake out God. But when you know the fear of the Lord changes everything. So what is the fear of the Lord and we're through? It's the awareness that God Almighty is watching everything you do, visible and invisible, and you're going to have to deal with him. That's what it is. And when you get that, you don't need a babysitter. You don't need somebody to make you do what's right. You'll do right because you fear the Lord. Amen. All right, let's stand.